gotta go outside, go outside. So we have Ivy Manning with us for this soundbite today to talk about eating out with as a an omnivore with a vegetarian. And uh, yeah, you know, I've over the years I've I've dated a few vegetarians and vegans and uh, how'd that go? <laughs> it's all mixed. It's like anything else, but I suppose uh, makes things tricky. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so, and I think there's a a little bit of a syndrome that some vegetarians and vegans experience. At least I've I came across this recently. I had a friend, a good friend of mine, who's a a lifelong vegetarian. She went to an event with me at a winery. Big important dinner. Big important chef. And uh, she doesn't eat out a whole lot uh, just because she has some, uh, you know, food sensitivities in addition to the vegetarianism. And it just makes life difficult. And she didn't tell anybody ahead of time that that she is a vegetarian. And so, of course, what happens, we start out with a lovely, you know, salad plate. Everything's going well. Uh, You know, second course comes along and it's, you know, a couple, it's it's some foie gras, you know, on the plate. Mm -hmm. And so she, you know, scrapes it aside and eats the toast and just the jam. Oh, it's made from chickpeas. Yeah. Yeah, that'll go over. And so, and then third course, big old pork chop on Mm -hmm. the plate. And, you know, she, she kind of was waffling back and forth between like, oh, I didn't want to make a fuss and I didn't want to. Come out of the closet. Yeah. And I. I just feel like if you're going to pay money for a ticket to a, a, a wonderful coursed out dinner with a well-known chef, you need to raise your hand ahead of time and let them know. And But you don't them, do it the night of. N- no, and you don't do it while you're sitting at the table right. and you know call the server over and say, you know, is there anything vegetarian? Because you know, we were at a winery that there probably, you know, there wasn't anything that they could do at that moment. But letting giving them advance notice is really, really helpful. And any chef worth their salt is going to be able to accommodate you. I mean, oh, that's, especially in Portland. If you, yes. uh, we can't say that universally all over the country. No, but here they're attuned to it. But any major them, metropolitan city, right, I feel like, give them some notice. We just had a Portland Food Adventures event, and I'm starting to get more and more gluten free requests. And uh, some. And have you ever had a chef, you know, balk at the idea of that? No, no, especially if it's in advance. But I did give. Benny, a little heads up, uh, not a few hours in advance Benny of Bettinger. this last of Ben Bettinger. Uh, we have a pescatarian tonight. Well, this is a Laurelhurst Market dinner. Mm-hmm. You know, that's meat, pretty meat centric. And uh, he accommodated it, but I think it would have been nice if I'd given him more than a day's notice. And it's fine, but those things happen. But more notice, the better. Right. Well, when I talked to Ivy Manning about this, and and by the way, she's a wonderful cookbook author, food writer. She writes regularly for the Food Day section of the Oregonian. Uh, she based a whole cookbook on this this concept, this idea of adapting a uh, a meal that a vegetarian and an omnivore could appreciate and enjoy. And so that cookbook is called Adaptable Feast. And that would be great to read because we were talking about dating before. Right. One of my, you know, it's fine, but I don't get to share. You know, they don't share my food. I like to go out and share. Right. I mean, you get to double you get to double your entrees when you go out to eat with somebody. Well, yeah, but I don't it. really want, yeah, I don't necessarily want to share theirs, but they don't share mine, so I can only eat so much. So yeah. I'm kind of stuck with the one dish and that's okay by the way stuck 
third world <laughs> problem. But uh, but at any rate, no, that that would be awesome to find some wonderful common ground, and that's what it sounds like Ivy yeah. has tried to accomplish so, here, yeah, or her, has accomplished it. Yeah, so her book is Adaptable Feast. Oh, she also wrote a book called Weeknight Vegetarian, in addition to her whole wonderful library of cookbooks that she has authored. But she's giving us some ideas today on where to go in Portland, and not always you know places that come immediately to mind, um, where everybody will be happy. Hi, I'm cookbook author and food writer Ivy Manning from Portland, Oregon. I married a vegetarian husband, I lovingly call Mr. Tofu, about eight years ago, and I've learned a few things about which restaurants in Portland are the best places to eat out as a mixed diet couple. I look for places where firstly the food is amazing, because neither of us should have to sacrifice that. But after that, I scan menus to see if the restaurant offers just one or two token vegetarian items, or if the chef is welcoming to vegetarian diners by offering several options that are just as tempting as the meatier fare. So here's four of me and Mr. Tofu's favorite restaurants for mixed diet couples. Number one, Yahala on Southeast Stark Street. Um, Lebanese chef Mirna Attar is one of the unsung heroes of the Portland restaurant scene, I think. The menu here is long and full of really fabulous foods for both of us. Um, I always order her braised lamb shanks. They fall apart tender and they come in an incredibly rich sauce because she braises the lamb for hours with a beguiling mix of spices. I can never even guess, begin to guess what's in it. Um, Mr. Tofu gets maktus, which is uh, walnut-stuffed baby eggplants. Kibe, which is a vegetarian bulgur pate. There's stuffed grape leaves made with incredible attention to detail. And, oh, there's a kusa, which is a rich vegetable stew with lots of different kinds of squash in it. And it has mint and garlic. And it comes with this uh, puffy bread, which is... I always end up stealing a bunch of his because it's such a beautiful dish. And of course, there's falafel and hummus and baba ganoush and all of those things. And they really are the best uh, versions of those in town. And as a bonus, uh, we always leave with doggy bags because Chef Atar feeds you so amply. Um, the portions are just huge, which I don't usually judge a restaurant by, but um, she's so generous. And Lebanese food is possibly some of the best uh, leftovers that you can have for your lunchbox next day. So um, that's always a great one. Um, for Mexican food, Unamas um, is a great place for both vegetarians and meat eaters. Um, you know, most Mexican joints are all about meat and they might throw in a tepid bean and cheese burrito for the vegetarian, but it's not really what they do. Uh, and that's not the case at Chef Oswaldo Bibiano's two Unamas locations. Uh, one is in the Ocean Micro Restaurant Complex on Northeast Gleason, and the other one's across from the Timber Stadium. That one's brand new. I usually go for a trifecta of the weird tacos. Um, I love the lengua, which is uh, marinated, slow-cooked pork tongue. I'm sorry, uh, cow tongue. Um, there's a salty, sweet blood sausage. And I love his octopus tacos because they're so tender. And he has brilliant little uh, pickled veg that go on the top of that. Uh, Mr. Tofu has a lot, of, lot to choose from at Unamas as well, though. He can get, there's like a green chili potato, steam taco. There's a fried cheese one. There's cactus paddle. There's a mushroom taco that he loves. And... It's fun because all the little homemade sauces that Oswaldo makes, there's like a really spicy green chili. There's a really mild Mexican tomato salsa for for my husband. So um, we get to try all the different sauces with the different tacos. It's really nice. 
every time we go over there, we think, geez, we should really take another trip to Mexico. <laughs> so that, that indicates like the quality and the authenticity of it. Um, I love Japanese food, especially the cooked foods, uh, as well as the sushi. So we find ourselves going to Boke Bowl a lot. Um, I have a, a ramen craving about once a week. <laughs> Most places that serve ramen, though, are all about the pork bone broth, which kind of leaves Mr. Tofu out in the cold. So um, Boke Bowl is great because they have both. They have a they have a bunch of different ramen broths to choose from, and one of them is caramelized fennel dashi broth. It's uh, really delicious. And it's loaded with vegetables, chewy marinated, you know, noodles, and then chewy marinated shiitake. Um, usually it's got delicata squash in it and greens of all sorts and pickled bamboo shoots. And then Mr. Tofu gets his with a poached egg. And I usually order mine with uh, butter and milk fried chicken on the side with mustard seed. You know, they, I think they call it dot sauce. And so my itch is scratched and he loves it too. And they even have uh, steamed buns, uh, you know, both pork and they have mushroom ones. So he can get, he can have a, a bun fix as well. And then they always have a, we always get their seasonal vegetable salad. It rotates what's in it, but, you know, kale and roasted vegetables. It's always really delicious and almost a meal in, in and of itself. So that's one of our favorite places. Uh, the last place I want to mention, I'm sort of hesitant to mention it because it's sort of our it's not secret. It's really popular, but it isn't. It's, it's a neighborhood place. Um, and that's Luca in Northeast Portland on Northeast Fremont. Um, it's our neighborhood haunt. And we're there. They know our names <laughs> because they have the best darn wood burning oven fired pizza in town, I think, or one of them anyway. And, you know, the thing about living with a vegetarian is usually you have to share a pizza, which means you have to eat veggie, even if you're craving Italian sausage. So at Luca, the pizzas are the perfect size to order one for yourself and eat it, you know, fork and knife style. We may be some stashed in the fridge and tinfoil for breakfast the next morning, but when you're really hungry, I can finish one off. So I get mine with, uh, they have this really good house-made Italian sausage and they crumble it really finely on the pizza and it's got lots of fennel in it, fennel seed and so I get a, uh, an Italian sausage pizza, pizza, and then they put mounds of fresh arugula on the top if you order it. So I sort of get a pizza and a salad at the same time. And Mr. Tofu gets the classic margarita every time, you know. So it's got their sauce there. It's like a San Marzano tomato sauce. It's sweet. It's, it's, it's not too complex, but it's really tomatoey. And their fresh mozzarella is perfect, and it always has basil leaves on top, and they don't skimp on those. And sometimes we share a Caesar salad, but they also have an appetizer menu that always has an interesting seasonal salad on it. So just recently we were there and had it was beets and blood orange and watercress salad with pumpkin seeds. And it was like the perfect winter salad. And it was virtuous enough to make me not feel too bad about eating an entire pizza by myself. Um, so those are our picks for mixed diet uh, restaurants to try in Portland, Oregon. You gotta go Ride the Fork is recorded in the beautiful studios at Alpha Media and expertly sound engineered by Court Johnson and produced by me, Heather Jones. If you want to find us, we are on iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud. We love ratings and reviews, so thank you to those who have done that, and please, we hope you'll continue to do so. You can find us at portlandfoodanddrink.com and portlandfoodadventures.com and of course right at thefork.com discoverportland.net and now at foodcartsportland.com lots of great places to find us we're also on twitter food podcast pdx and of course facebook as well 
Also on our website, we now have a donate button. So if you enjoy the podcast and want to see it continue, please donate and thank you so much. Go outside, you gotta go outside. Go outside tonight.